Ebony from Center City. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 13th of October 2022, a quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. On Friday the 7th, President Buhari presented the 2023 budget, his last one as president. The over $47 million budget is the highest ever. There is a 19% increase from last year's. Oil revenue is budgeted at $5 billion. However, since it is dropping due to oil theft, expenditures will exceed revenue by about $23 billion. According to the budget, the government will give oil subsidies for six months only. And on that note, on oil revenue on Thursday the 6th, the head of the state-owned oil company Nigeria National Petroleum Corporation said it discovered an illegal oil pipeline that ran from the Forcados oil terminal, the major oil terminal in the country, to the sea. So the government decided to order the Maritime Administration and Safety Agency to deploy round-the-clock surveillance for oil theft. The executive went on to say Nigeria is losing 600,000 barrels of oil a day, more than three times the amount they had estimated. The strike action of the Academic Staff Union of Universities has seen public universities shut down for eight months now. However, the strike might be over soon. On Monday the 10th, the Speaker of the House of Representatives met with the union on behalf of the executive. The union said the government has met most of its demands, but that it will have a meeting on Thursday the 13th to decide whether to end the strike. And speaking of the executive, President Buhari awarded national honors to 444 citizens and seven foreigners on Tuesday the 11th. Six citizens, including Ngorzi Okonji Eweala, the head of the World Trade Organization, and Amina Mohamed, the Deputy Secretary General of the UN, received the highest honor, the Grand Commander of the Order of the Niger. This honor is usually reserved for the president, the vice president, the chief justice, and the president of the Senate. Musicians Tenny and Two-Face received the member of the Order of the Niger. Some foreigners that were also honored include Ronald Chowgury, the CEO of the Chowgury Group, and Deepak Singhal, the CEO of Dufil Prima Foods. To see the full list of the awardees, you can click on the link in our show notes. And on that note about people receiving awards, author Chimamandar Adichie received Harvard University's highest honor in the field of African and African American studies, the W.E.B. Du Bois Medal, on Thursday the 6th. Past winners include Muhammad Ali, Maya Angelou, Dave Chappelle, Queen Latifah, and Steven Spielberg, and another Nigerian author, Chinua Achebe. And next up, some health news. Nigeria may soon have a different type of vaccine available. On Friday the 7th, Biopharma, the Indonesian company that developed the coronavirus vaccine Indovac, said it is in talks over exporting the jab to Nigeria. The company also said it has submitted documents to the WHO for emergency use. If they are given the green light, global organizations like the COVID-19 vaccine's Global Access best known as COVAX, will be able to donate the vaccine to different countries. Nigeria has fully vaccinated only 37% of its population. 
On Monday the 10th, the Agency for Food and Drug Administration and Control warned retailers and consumers to avoid selling and using four Indian cough syrups, promethazine oral solution, malin, baby cough, Macoff baby, and magrip and cold. Back on Wednesday, the 5th of October, the WHO issued an alert over the four cough syrups because they were linked to the death of 66 children in the Gambia. On to some environmental news, there have been several floods across different states in the past few weeks. Last month, the Nigerian Emergency Management Authority said floods this year have affected over 500,000 citizens. President Buhari told the Governor's Forum to meet with the Ministry of Water Resources to find a solution on Friday the 7th. And on the same day, the IMF warned that floods will increase the price of food and cause food insecurity as it has destroyed many farms in various states. It urged the executive to invest in technology to detect floods earlier in climate-resilient infrastructure and asked the government to provide food and cash to citizens to help them recover. On Monday the 10th, the agency revealed that on Friday the 7th, when some people were evacuating from a flooded area by boat in Anambra State, the vessel capsized and hit a building and a collapsed bridge that were covered by the water. Unfortunately, 76 passengers died. On that note about the IMF, on Tuesday the 11th, the fund forecasted that the Nigerian economy will grow by 3% next year. It then said the annual inflation rate will reduce to 17% next year from 19% this year due to the central bank's increase in interest rates. The Ogun state government launched the Ogun Going Green project on Monday the 10th to reduce carbon emissions. The state said the program will start in the public transportation sector and will see it convert fuel-powered buses, trucks, and taxis to gas-enabled vehicles and electric motorcycles. We've also got some news from one of the Ogun's neighboring states on Friday the 7th. Lagos State said it had gotten approval from the federal government to start building a new airport next year. It is currently raising funds to start the construction. The state also said it has already completed the master plan and aeronautical designs for the airport, which will be able to handle 5 million travelers a year. Speaking of airports, a new airline, ValueJet, started operations on Monday the 10th after getting its air operator's certificate last month. It currently has three aircrafts and its routes include two daily flights between Lagos and Abujar and one daily flight between Lagos and Port Harcourt. Other routes are three flights a week between Lagos and Jos and Lagos and Asirbar. The airline said it will launch more routes once they purchase more aircrafts. On that note about putting something into operation, telecommunications company Globacom launched its payment service bank called Money Market PSB on Friday the 7th. A payment service bank license from the central bank allows these banks to accept deposits and facilitate payments, issue debit cards, and operate electronic wallets. Unlike commercial banks, they cannot grant loans and issue credit cards. 
Globacom said customers' phone numbers will be used as their account number, and this means the top four telecommunications companies now have all payment service banks. On Tuesday the 11th, the U.S. returned 31 bronze sculptures that were stolen when British forces attacked the Benin Kingdom back in 1897. The Smithsonian National Museum of African Art returned 29 sculptures, while the National Gallery of Art and Rhode Island School of Design Museum returned one each. The Nigerian Minister of Information said the country will receive more sculptures from the Netherlands, the University of Aberdeen, Mexico, the University of Cambridge, and Germany in the near future. And let's move on to some entertainment news. Amazon Prime bought the streaming rights to Nigerian film Juju Stories and launched the film on the platform on Friday the 7th. The film follows three independent but connected stories, Suffer the Witch, Love Potion, and Yam, and explores the idea of juju, which means black magic in contemporary Lagos. And on a final note, some sports news. On Wednesday the 12th, track and field athlete Amusun was nominated for Women's World Athlete by the World's Athletic Council. The council said five finalists will be decided by a three-way voting process, and the winner will be announced in December. And that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, so much for joining us. We were wondering, is there a city, region, municipality, anything that we're not covering in our updates? Are we leaving out something important? You can always feel free to let us know at Nigeria at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. So we can add what you think is relevant in our next update. Odabo. Odabo.